Principle Matters Podcast, episode 342. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principle Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about never stop learning with my guest, Dr. Nick Davies. Dr. Nick Davies is an elementary associate principal for Vancouver Public Schools and an adjunct faculty member at Pacific University. He has a PhD in education and leadership and wrote his dissertation on curriculum implementation. Nick has previously held roles as a high school associate principal, athletic director, and was a high school math teacher and head track and field coach. He was a two-time state track and field coach of the year in Oregon. Nick also served as a reservist in the U.S. Coast Guard and currently serves on the Emerging Professionals Board at the Blanchett House, which supports people experiencing homelessness. Nick is also a listener of the Principal Matters podcast, a good friend, and is presenting this summer at the National Association of Secondary School Principals. Ignite Conference, July 2023. And Nick, I get to see you there. Welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. Why don't you fill in the gap on that intro and tell listeners something else they may be surprised to know about you? Will, thank you uh, so much for having me on um, and for that introduction. This is uh, this is really cool. Um, and it's fun to hear you say that intro and not just be listening to it uh, as I get ready for work. Um, so to answer answer your question, to fill in the gaps, um, I stand on the shoulders of others. Um, my wife and I have been together since we were juniors in high school, um, and I haven't done really anything without her by my side. So Allison's support has been instrumental in everything I've done. Um, and I think something that's I don't know, the fill in the gaps are, are things that are interesting. Uh, my first full-time teaching job, I taught zero period PE, periods one, two, three algebra, I had a break, and then I taught periods five, six, Spanish one. So uh, a little bit of everything. Um, and so that's kind of just a different different start to my teaching career, which has been a, a fun experience to lead me to where I am now. Well, Principal Matters listeners know that sometimes as they're listening to a conversation, it's something that may have been recorded previously, and you are on spring break at the time of this recording. So another fill in the gap is that you and your wife are getting ready to have another baby any day. So maybe by the time we hear this, you will be the father of a new child because this episode will probably come out somewhere at the beginning of, of May. So congratulations in advance, Nick. I can't wait to uh, celebrate and please send me a beautiful photo when that's ready. And maybe if it can be in time to include it in the show notes, but uh, I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you. And the reason I wanted to title today's podcast, never stop learning is because we first met each other when you reached out to me through an email. And then later we jumped on a phone call and later on a zoom call. And we've spoken several times since then and developed a great friendship because you just wanted to pick my brain. And you wanted to ask me some questions about my own growth and leadership and ways that you could begin to apply it to your own growth and leadership. And this is what I admire so much about Principal Matters listeners, Nick, is their insatiable desire for growth. And so I wanted to bring you into this conversation because even since we've met, you have been interviewing dozens of leaders across the education spectrum about the work that they've done, lessons that they learned in that work, ways that they've been stretching themselves. And so we're going to go there in just a couple of minutes. But before we do, I, I want to set the stage 
with letting people know a little bit about the work that you do on a daily basis for Vancouver Public Schools. Give us a little bit of an idea of what that work looks like. What are some of the programs and offerings that you're proud of that are happening within your own school? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'll talk about our school and then give a little plug for our school district as well. We're a school district of 21,000 kids, so I just have a small, small, small part to play in that. Um, but I'm currently a split associate principal, so I, I spend a week on at one school and then I'll spend a week on at the other, going back and forth um, between the two schools. And so right now our, we have a big district focus on inclusionary practices and sense of belonging. Um, and our superintendent calls it building belonging better for this for this school year. Um, and so we're all we're looking for different ways that we can get more students involved, more families involved, get them in the building um, and just kind of create a better sense of community. And so at at my schools right now, the some of the things that I am in charge of is part of those inclusionary practices. And so with us at the elementary level, um, it's how can we get our um, special ed programs, our self-contained special ed programs, um, really included with all of our gen ed offerings. And so for us um, at one of the schools, we we have a unified leadership team. So unified is that special Olympics term just to make sure that, um, you know, both the special ed or, or I should say students with um, disabilities and students without disabilities work together and you don't necessarily know who is who is who. So we have a unified leadership team um, at one of my schools and we're looking to to start one at the other next year. Um, but from there, so we just we ask the students their opinion. They help um, kind of guide us on on small projects throughout the year, um, along with we have unified PE. So one of our um, fifth grade classrooms um, actually has PE with one of our self-contained classrooms. Um, you know, we have little skilleries, which are not quite true volleyball, basketball track, but they're similar events. And we, you know, those are unified. And so um, that's that's a way that we are ensuring that we have inclusive practices um, in our schools. Um, and we're trying to expand anything that we offer. Like um, this year, we offered unified choir. And um, so we're just looking for different ways in our area. Um, working with special ed is one of the is one of the biggest ways. Um, and then I said, I wanna give a quick plug for our district. We're, they're doing some, some pretty cool things. I think next year we're opening two um, unique elementary schools. One of them, the Vancouver Innovation Technology and Arts Elementary School, which is a project-based learning. Um, it's completely project-based learning, which there aren't a lot of schools that that is their model. Um, which will be really fun for students who choose to go to school there. We're also opening up Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, which is a fully dual language Spanish English school, um, another choice school. And it's going to start really small as a K-1 um, and then they'll build each year. But the, the whole point of that is they want it to be uh, like a state lab school for best practices in dual language um, education. And then lastly, our area is continuing to change like many places. So the diversity in Vancouver, Washington is continuing to increase. Um, and so right now our um, school district is partnered with Washington State University, their Vancouver campus, um, with a lead program, Leaders for Equity and Advancing Diversity, where we partner up and um, with an equity focus and try to get more leaders of color um, into, into positions. Wow. Well, Principal Matters listeners, there's there's so much that Nick just unpacked in terms of innovative pro programs that are happening at his school, including very concentrated efforts to unify both your special education and your gen ed offerings, as well as some of the great things your district's doing with project-based learning, your state, uh, your new um, uh, school for 
uh, that's going to be a state lab school with dual uh, language instruction and then your partnerships. So if you're interested in hearing about any of those programs, then you can reach out to Nick. I'll give you his contact information here at the at the end of the program. So thank you, Nick, for that introduction. Here's the thing I want to ask you next. You, in in all the work that you do, you are an active, committed leader. Um, you have your uh, degree in educational leadership. And as you have been in your own work, discovering ways to, to still stay engaged with creative um, student activities, you've also been consistently researching and even posting. And I want to just encourage principal managers, listeners to check out your LinkedIn page, and you will see consistent posts from Nick on just the lessons he's consistently learning in leadership. So can you share what motivated you to take on this new task of interviewing and exploring the work of successful education leaders? And then can you talk to us a little bit about what are some of the lessons that you've been learning that are helping uh, inspire you in your own leadership? Yeah, of course. So I, I'd i say I'm on a journey to learn as much as I can about leadership as possible and, and specifically around school leadership, right? Because that is that's our passion um, is just being school leaders. So the previous three years, I served as a high school associate principal and athletic director, which is a, a demanding job. Um, it was also while I was earning my PhD and our second son was born. Um, so the reason I bring that up is that now that I've finished the degree, our, you know, our younger son is older now, sleeps through the night, all that kind of stuff. And I'm no longer an athletic director. I have a little bit more time. I feel like my work capacity um, is there. And so I use uh, just kind of that opening, I should say, to start figuring out what I wanted to do. So I actually met with um, and worked with a, a, an executive coach, um, Chuck Sharon from Reimagine Success. And I know you do um, your own coaching as well, Will. Um, and that was a great experience. And he challenged me. I, we were talking about things to do and he challenged me. He said, we'll start reaching out to people um, and learn if they're doing something you're interested in why not just reach out to them? So that's what I did. And you were the second person um, I happened to reach out to, and it was a, a great uh, entryway into what this became. Um, so you're the second person that I've, that I talked with. I'm now just shy of 50 people um, that I've met with, um, which has been, it's been really fun. And every time I learn something new and I, they make me think about things in a new way, um, and so, you know, the more the more I met, have met with leaders, the more they continue to challenge me. So just recently, um, I started uh, I started short form a short form podcast. So less than ten minutes, I just summarize what I learned that week. Um, that was never an intent when I started this back in October of 2022, but um, people challenged me. So I continue to to post uh, 500 roughly 500 word articles every week. I think I enjoy that writing piece of it. Um, but then I've also now added videos and that short form podcast. Um, so if you want to check that out, Monday mornings with Dr. Nick, Authentic Leadership in Action. Um, and those are, again, short snippets, hit the points really quickly. Um, well, so stay, there, of, for, stay yeah. there for just a moment, because let me, you know how I am, Nick. I love to just pause and, and digest for a second. So so since the time that you and I have met, and this was probably, it had to be at the beginning of this, of this calendar year. So I'm going to say January, because I, I know that I have correspondence with you that goes back before um, February. You have been consistently reaching out to other leaders with those same, same kind of questions. And, and I just want to commend you for that, 
commitment to, to learning. I read a book this past year that I just finished um, that was that's focused on discovering the the joy in the in the learning that you're doing. And I can I've I've talked about this book in other places and I can link it in the show notes. But one of the suggestions that was made is exactly what you're doing, which is as you are trying to push yourself towards ongoing growth, how can you reach out to others within your field or in fields of of areas where you have interests and simply engage in conversation because that conversation leads you to a discovery of opportunities or ideas or um, innovative practices that maybe you hadn't discovered before. And so that's where I want to leverage um, this conversation now, which is and I know you've got so much you could unload when I ask this question, but but pick a few. What are some of the lessons that you've been learning in this process of engaging with leaders and picking their brains and asking them about their own practices and experiences? Yeah. Um, so you already mentioned I'm, I am presenting on this topic um, in July at the NASSP conference. And so um, that's an hour. I will not uh, I will not go into <laughs> it for an hour. Um, so just hitting on some key themes, I think. Um, as I look over um, my my interview notes, um, I'd say five, there's five big areas that are starting to emerge. Um, and when I, because I like doing research, and if you, if I match this with the research that's out there, it actually pairs very well with authentic leadership. Um, but I won't go into that, that depth of detail here. Um, so those five areas that I found are invest in yourself, um, oper- look for opportunities, add value to others align your values, goals, and passions, and lastly, take action. Um, so there's there's a lot in those five in those five areas, right? And You're so, going to say those five again for me because I'm taking notes. Invest yes. in yourself, number two. Uh, look for opportunities. Mm-hmm. Add value to others. Mm-hmm. Align your values, goals, and passions. And take action. All right. Unpack yeah. those for us for a few minutes. Yeah. So let me jump into a little bit of detail. Um, so investing in yourself, this has probably been one of the the biggest areas that that people um, have have talked to me about, um, and that's how they have grown as leaders. And so um, just to hit on a couple of points that people have brought up to me, one is don't wait for your district or your organization to care about your professional learning. And that's nothing against whoever you work for. That's just to say that they have to worry about their organizational longevity, where you need to worry about your own professional, um, your professional growth. And so you know where you need to grow the most. Um, so start taking, again, take action as one of them, right? Take action for your own professional development. Um, one of the leaders I, I met with uh, asked the question, what do I need to know so I don't step in it like you did? Which I thought was just a funny way to say, like, what have you learned in your in your journey? Um, and so there's another thing. Can I learn from your mistakes in the process, right? And so people have been telling me mistakes they've made, and I hope I don't make those same ones. Um, you were a big pusher of the of the comment of being consistent. Of if you're going to do something, don't just do it for a week or a month. Do it for multiple years, and you'll be surprised at how the results go. Mm. Um, and then a couple others. Do you see yourself as a learner, or do you see yourself as a knower? Because learners continue to grow. Knowers are a finished product and and there's nothing else to do. Um, I love that question. Um, And hopefully, um, you know, anyone who's listening to this, all all view themselves as learners. 
Um, and then lastly, um, one somebody told me to break a lot of stuff. They were talking about failing, right? So essentially, are you willing to fail and then learn and grow from that? They said break a lot of stuff. Um, and I just, I absolutely love that phrase um, on how to learn from failures. Support for Principal Matters comes from Summer Pops Math Workbooks. For my listeners serving grades two through seven, here's a message from our friend Pete over at Summer Pops Math Workbooks. Demand is high this year. And if you want to order Summer Pops for your students, you need to place your order soon. If you've not contacted Summer Pops, you should do it this week. Principal Matters listeners can work with Pete directly. His email is pete at betterlearningeducation.com or visit their website, summerpopsworkbooks.com to learn more. Summer Pops are designed for your students to practice math over the summer. Engaging, easy to use, and content rich. I've had the privilege to review these workbooks and they are excellent resources. Thank you to Pete for being a guest on episode 336 and sharing the story of how Summer Pops were designed specifically for helping students like yours retain and grow their math skills over the summer. Summer is almost here, so visit summerpopsworkbooks.com today. Support for Principal Matters comes from Peer Driven PD. Did you know that 86% of educators agree that we need more full-time classroom teachers leading professional development? Of course, there's one big problem. Teachers are often too busy teaching their students to lead PD. Well, Peer Driven PD finds some of the best teachers in the country, films them sharing their tips and techniques that really work in real classrooms, and they use this content in online courses that your teachers can access from anywhere at any time. Visit PeerDrivenPD.com to check it out. I've gotten to know Mike, the founder of Peer Driven PD. He's actually been on the podcast. Check out episode 328. I've had access to his content and it's the real deal. So if you want your teachers to love their PD and to learn strategies that are tested and proven by their peers in real classrooms, visit Peer Driven PD to request a quote today. Be sure to let them know that Principal Matters sent you and Mike will include a package of complimentary resources specifically for admins. That's PeerDrivenPD.com. So I want to repeat a couple of things back. First of all, I was drawing a blank on the book I was referring to earlier that you reminded me of, which was is Design Your Life, How to Build a Well-Lift Joyful Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. So I wanted to make sure that I gave credit to the authors of that book for, for um, describing some of the things that you've been doing, which is investing time with other leaders to pull from them the experiences that you can then begin applying yourself and so, Nick, three things. Um, don't wait for others' permission to grow. And we're going to come back to two others that you just said, too, but stay there for a little bit longer. How have you been applying that in, as you've been stepping into this, to this new journey of your own? And, I mean, let's just say already what I've stated earlier, you have a PhD in education leadership, so if anybody had, uh, you know, has has uh, permission to say I'm, I'm already qualified to understand what this looks like. It would be you, along with a, a lot of my other listeners. And yet, that's not satisfied you. You're like, no, I want to know more. I want to keep growing. And so, how have you been applying that concept of not waiting for others' permission to 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 gain growth in professional development? Um, so, I think one of the 
the bigger ways is associate principals, assistant principals. Um, we don't always have the best professional learning opportunities, right? And so because of this, these encouragement and what people have been saying, um, I put together two essentially associate principal masterminds in Southwest Washington. Um, so we meet every other week. Um, so one group is one week, the next, the other is the next. And um, it's just, it's really simple. We meet for one hour. We don't go longer. The first part is on community building. The next part is somebody brings a problem of practice and we try to help them solve it. And the last part is someone brings a micro PD, 10 to 15 minutes on something they do well. Um, and this is, uh, I was shocked at the number of people who were interested. I thought when I talked to my wife about it, we were like, you know, maybe five people will respond. I got like 50 responses and then I actually got about 15 people committed, fully committed. Um, and so that that's a big area because I was also reaching out. I was wet, ready to fail. If it didn't work, I'd move on, find something else. Um, but from that, from those problem of practices pieces, I've already um, taken some of the questions that they've, they're asking and their issues that they're facing with teachers, supporting teachers or things like that. And I brought them into my building and I, and I um, have been using them. One thing that uh, AWSP, the Association of Washington School Principals that I'm a part of and here in Washington, they say, um, what's said here stays here, but what's learned here leaves here. And so I love that, which is one of our norms for those groups. And so um, I'm always sharing what I learn in those groups, what I learn elsewhere, I, I bring to my two principles I work for, um, ensure that, uh, you know, if there's something good that we could bring to our building, we start, we start doing it. What a great application and congratulations. And I'm so proud of not only the work that you're doing, but how you're collaborating and working with Washington associate principals by by creating space for you guys to learn together, which is the the second thing I want to ask you about, which is this concept of learners versus knowers. And so talk a little bit about how you've been applying that in your work. Um, well, I think just what I've been doing of reaching out to people and learning anytime I read, um, I don't I don't want to assume that I know it all, right? And every every year we get a new group of students, we get new teachers in our buildings, um, and they all have things to teach us. Um, and so I I get worried when we approach a problem with, well, we've always done it this way, so this is how it's going to work this time. Um, we're noticing in our schools with the behavior students are facing or um, some of the lack of, lack of skills that they have, lagging skills, I should say, that they have, um, that what we've been doing hasn't been working. And so if we want to reach today's students, we then need to approach these problems in new ways. Um, and so that that's kind of, that's the mindset I've been trying to take um, with this is, you know, okay, how do we approach this problem in a new way? Well, and then the last thing that you mentioned was breaking a lot of stuff. Apply that for just a minute, because for <laughs> someone listening, they may be trying to figure out well, what, does, what does that mean? And how does that apply to the work I do as a school leader? Yeah. Um, so again, this was the, in the context of, of failing, being willing to try something new and then potentially fail at it, but hopefully you will learn something in the process. Um, so it could be, you know, um, if you're trying to start a leadership team in your in your school, um, potentially you could get some pushback or you might try to do something that just um, it just doesn't work. Um, 
And so, you know, we've tried a couple of things with our leadership team, whether it just be um, different like ways to acknowledge students around the school or, or like put up posters or um, things like that. They haven't all gone super well, but they've all continued to, you know, kind of push ourselves or really push the students because it's a leadership team. Um, push them to how they can learn to grow into that leader, even though they're only 10, 11 years old at, at these at these schools. Um, but so just being willing to try something new, or maybe it's being um, vulnerable with your staff at a staff meeting about uh, potentially a problem you've been facing. I've certainly learned a lot about doing that with one of the principals I work for. She is um, always pushing herself and, and never being satisfied with how things are. Um, and so it's been really fun to see how she works with staff and at staff meetings. And um, she is always putting herself on a limb of, um, you know, I'm going to try this out and and see how it goes, uh, which has earned her a lot of respect. Well, that's amazing. Well, Principal Matters listeners, if you are listening to this and you are in the Washington state area and you want to be connected with Nick and some of the work that he's been doing collaborating, then we'll be sharing his contact information here at the end of the show. And I'm just going to put a quick plug in, Nick, for some of the work that Principal Matters listeners may already know about. But when I started this work, uh, the my desire to help other leaders grow was created in a couple of different ways. One is what I call my Grow Academy, which, which is a year-long commitment to leaders once a month where we do PD together around specific leadership concepts that are built around what I call the eight hats of leadership. But then in addition to that um, has been the opportunity to invite leaders, Principal Matters leaders into mastermind opportunities too for that same ongoing growth. And so it just gets me so excited when I meet other people that are doing the same work. And of course, I was inspired by other uh, people within industry, but also within education like Jethro Jones and Danny Bauer and others that are leading those same kinds of, of circles of leaders that pull together regularly and trusting environments where you protect each other's confidence, but you also provide each other with ideas that can be implemented immediately because leadership does not have to be lonely. And that is the thing that I think um, you've been exercising so um, uh, with so much focus in the last several months, but also not just holding that information, but now inviting others to participate in it too. I want to um, give you an opportunity to say a few more things about the learning you've been doing. And then I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about some of your previous experience. So anything else you want to add to this current track of, of leadership that you're on? Um, so we just, we're just hitting like scratching the surface of, of things that I've um, kind of learned along the way. And so I do, I want to say just a, a, a couple things. One is um this idea, I, I've been asking people about networking, but it really comes to essentially adding value or serving others. Um, and so that's been a big key that, of what people have brought up to me um, is build authentic relationships with people. And at the same time, be aware of who you're meeting with um, because you can, you can quickly get yourself into like an echo chamber, right? Where you're only seeking out people with similar backgrounds or similar ideas to you. Um, and so that's been that's been something I've enjoyed is trying to find people who do not um, kind of fit the same same mold that I'm in. And, and um, yeah, so I can learn from brand new, brand new experiences. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I think is worth mentioning that it comes up again and again is um, uh, this idea of balance or um, Jimmy Costas calls it life fit. And I like that. Um, that phrase a little bit better because right now I've got young kids at home. And so 
what I might have the time to do, or even I should say the desire, because I like spending time with my kids, which means if I, when I, when I choose time to spend time with them, it means I have less time to do other things, which is just fine. Um, but that idea of a life fit and then finding what works for you. And so one person told me just bluntly just goes, you know, if you die tomorrow, you will be replaced in your school. You will not be replaced in your family. So how are you going to make sure that you are, you are there for your, your kids? Um, and so that just, again, and again, I met with a superintendent, a former superintendent last night, and she, that she spent a lot of time talking about how you have to have that piece figured out, the, the fit, the life fit piece figured out before you can keep moving into these higher and higher leadership roles. I'm so glad you said that, Nick. I might talk about this in an episode that comes out um, at a different time, or I may even do a episode that's um, a bonus track for my listeners. So, uh, but I'll say this since you and I talked about it as we logged in off the air that my father passed away recently. And so having just returned from his funeral and my father lived a, a joyful, full 82 years, but you are so right. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who could replace my dad in the work that he's done in the business that he ran, um, in the roles that he's played in different organizations or in church, but nobody can replace uh, his position as a father, a grandfather, a great-grandfather. And so Principal Matters listeners, that life fit uh, is so important that as you're pursuing growth and you're pursuing learning and you're pursuing um, whatever that thing is next that you're doing to stretch yourself in, in, in the improvement of your school, um, you don't want to look back later and realize, oh, I was so committed to my own personal growth, but look at where I've stepped away from the relationships that mattered the most. So even as you're learning and never stop learning, we've got to con stay connected to those things that are the most meaningful. Nick, I, I want to, if you don't mind, I'd like to pick your brain a little bit on some of the other experiences that you've had that have been, that have informed the way you lead. And, and one of those is some of the work that you have done um, as a serviceman in the U.S. Coast Guard, and I'm just, I know you've served in schools and in nonprofits. What are some of the common lessons that you've seen in leadership um, outside of schools that helps inform, that may help us as, as school leaders think about how we can apply those in our day-to-day -day work with um, school communities? Yeah, I think there's, there's a few, um, and one of them, you use the word serve. And I think right there is, that's kind of the key of, of those things, right? We serve as school principals. Um, I'm on, yeah, on the board of a nonprofit and um, as you said, served in the, in the Coast Guard. And so there's that service piece is always at the center of what we do. And so if you think about like when anytime I was in Coast Guard training, um, the instructors didn't care if you were first, if your shipmates were left behind um, because it, you have to make sure you take care of everyone. At the Blanchet House, um, you know, where where I help out. Um, one of the biggest things they do is they serve meals to people who, to anyone who walks into their building, right? They do a lot of other things, um, but they serve others, right? Serve those who experience homeless, homelessness. So if you live in the Portland metro area, I strongly encourage you to look up the Blanchet House. And if you don't, look up who does that type of work in your area um, and find a way to get involved. It's a fantastic um, and a fantastic thing to be a part of. Um, and then Schools, we serve schools, right? The kid, any kid who walks in our door in public education, right? We serve all. 
And so um, without our kids, we don't have a profession. And so that's what we are here for, right? And we can sometimes lose sight of that and I get that, uh, but we always need to come back to what is best for kids. So I think that's one, that's one key has been service. I love it that you said that. And sometimes when I'm trying to unpack the definition of leadership, I think so often we we think of leadership in terms of um, titles. Sometimes we think of them in terms of prestige. Um, sometimes we think of them in terms of, of pay scale. But ultimately, um, you aren't leading unless someone's following. And so leadership is is completely dependent upon the identification of a goal, and then identifying others who you are helping reach that destination. And so, um, and we, we, we flip those things so quickly. Um, uh, just, uh, I'm going to come back to, because this is so fresh in my mind to at my father's funeral, there was, because he was a serviceman, he was a veteran in the U S Navy and also in the national guard. Uh, there were two, uh, sailors present who presented a flag to my mother, uh, play taps at his funeral and mentioned the fact that service um, often means um, being that person who is, uh, you know, service is being willing to be the least among those that you're standing, uh, that you're standing around. It's not necessarily a matter of, of rank. It's a matter of um, what you're giving to help others be successful. And so I just, I love that, Nick, anything else you want to add to that experience? Yeah, um, I think another lesson but of those three things is a commitment to cause. So schools, nonprofits, profits, the military, those are all vocations. Um, so they're calling to serve people, right? They all have different missions, um, but I've always, anything I've done, I've believed in that mission. And I feel like the people I've worked with or served with who have been kind of lost, have lost sight of what they're there for. Um, so when you have sight of that mission, then you're going to be just fine with what's going on. Um, well, Nick Davies, I, I, you and I know before we jumped on the air that I'm watching the clock because I'm stepping into another um, engagement here, but I would love to make sure that Principal Matters listeners know how to stay connected to you because this is just the tip of the iceberg, Principal Matters listeners, in the incredible value that Nick has been providing, not only in his own learning, but immediately applying that back to others. And so from the moment I met Nick, um, immediately following, I was seeing him posting the lessons he's learning, sharing those things out with others, inviting others to be a part of that learning too. So Nick, how can people stay connected to you and any other parting words of advice that you wanted to share uh, before we say goodbye? Um, yeah, so stay connected with me. LinkedIn's a, a great place to do it. So you can just search for Nick Davies, PhD, um, and you can find me there. Um, and then you can also reach out um, via email. Um, and I, you know, my personal email works, drnickdavies at gmail.com. That's drnickdavies at gmail.com. Um, and then, you know, some parting, I don't know if uh, I've got great advice, but that that's kind of my uh, been my key is that I'm always learning that that's been um, my probably my most helpful thing I could say is um, be a lifelong learner um, and know that there is no finish line in this leadership journey right we've never arrived there's always new people to work with new experiences that we're going to in, uh, encounter um, and so we need to constantly improve and involve um, 
I, I would say I recently met my, I'd say my new professional hero. She's 85 um, and doesn't need to be working, but she was one of the people I interviewed recently. Um, and she continues to work every day. She has a book coming out pretty soon here um, because she loves her work. And she, um, you know, she talked about her need to constantly keep up with the times to ensure that she is always um, staying relevant. And so that's that's the type of lifelong learner that I, I hope anyone listening is and that I hope I can be. Always learning. Uh, there is no finish line in this journey. Nick Davies, thank you so much for bringing so much value to Principal Managers listeners. And Principal Managers listeners, if you, and I know that there are several conferences happening across the U.S. this summer, but if you happen to be in Denver, Colorado, or if you're interested in coming to Denver, Colorado, you can go to the National Association of Secondary School Principals website and look, or go to Ignite, the Ignite Conference 2023 and register for that event. And if you're coming, I would love to know that you're going to be there. Nick and I are going to be there. I'm going to be presenting. Nick's going to be presenting. And we've already talked off the air about how we're going to make sure that we can find some time to be together. And we, man, we'd love to be with you. So if you're going to be there, please let us know. You can reach Nick at his contact information, or you can reach me at will at williamdparker.com. Nick, until next time, thank you for learning. Thank you for taking time out of your spring break. Thank you for taking time, even as you're waiting for this new baby to come to, to learn together. I so appreciate you and Principal Matters listeners. Thank you for doing what matters. And we'll talk to you again next week. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. Check out the services link on williamdparker.com to learn more about leadership academies, mastermind offerings, and executive coaching. If you're planning professional development for the year ahead, or you're looking for keynote presentations from any of my books, please email me at will at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together today, and thanks again for doing what matters.